y'all welcome to the barbershop quintet podcast a symphony uh segment where i invite a guest or two and we have picked out an album that we have considered as a classic subjectively but absolutely no doubt one of our mutual favorites in order for a symphony to be constructed some most important parts must be accounted for such as our guests and listeners like you therefore let, uh, let me thank you for your ongoing support and make sure you subscribe and listen to uh, all of our content including the og episodes the quick five segments the symphony and of course the house party where my guest and i who's also currently on this episode um we do we curate 10 up uh, 10 songs each and we create a playlist basically depending on the topic that's at hand we do two years back to back consecutively in one episode and then we did whole bunch of other ones like the summer one with the uh, bad bunny versus J Balvin, which is a vibe we both enjoyed that quite a bit uh, so hopefully we can get something out going in the near future with that housekeeping rules for today sharing a 30 to 45 second clip or multiple if you have some um of each songs um that we picked out discuss them a bit dive deeper with a few questions like how does this album uh, rank compared to other albums in said genre and um, basically to this artist's other works underrated versus overrated tracks and a final rating before i introduce my guest for today um the album that we have chosen um i mean i was gonna record this one second as we're recording because right now we're, we're about to record back to back but i feel like Right now it's raining. We should start off with a sad one first. We don't want to end off with a sad note, a uh, toxic note, you know, kind of uh, bring it up, bring up the mood after with the second album. For this one in particular, though, um, I think it started off really well with the year. Uh, with this, like, it was one of my favorite albums of the winter time, and um, that including uh, Tory Lane's Alone at Prom and uh, and Heroes and Villains. I got onto this guy um, very recently like quite a bit i was in my like let's get into the vibes a bit so i was listening to SZA, i was listening to bryson tiller all over again i was listening to kalani like a whole bunch of like like toxic shit for some reason um and it got me through it and it was great great time and this album jesus christ top to bottom i i had i was like i have to sneak this in somehow we have to talk this bit about this somehow it's either with my guest today or my other guest that i usually have uh often on these show on these uh, segments uh shout out to sahil sajoy um but with that being said this one uh i was supposed to go see this guy on august the 2nd and i thought his toxicity um was led him down a route that made him miss the show but he had uh ak throat problems the same thing as scissor had um and then i he postponed it to the next night which i'm like okay yeah you postpone it to the next night um because of throat problems it went it cured overnight bullshit this guy's toxic as hell he probably got drunk got high as shit or something but you know it is what it is um the person we have here um this album is probably the realest album that one of the realest albums i've heard in a while and um it's his debut album, of course, and this is Brent Fiaz's Saunderson from six year released six years ago. So I was surprised when I brought this album to my guest. He was like, Oh yeah, I actually like that album. I was like, Okay, good, 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 good. We're gonna have we're gonna have a good time with this one. Um with that being said, um before I introduce my guest, why I chose this album is because as we were doing the house party episodes, we post the the playlists up on the poll on instagram and whoever gets first or uh, whoever wins the poll 
gets to basically choose the order they go of the next episode or the album. And he got to choose the order that he uh, decided for this episode and the next episode, actually. And he's like, uh, I'll take the risk. I might get Cardi B and I'll shoot myself in the foot. But in this case, I, I, I gave him mercy twice. So um, this one, uh, that's why this one came about. Um, and actually shout outs to your fiance as well, because she said, give me something that's uh, less mainstream. And I was like, okay, I give you something less mainstream. And this was perfect. So um, with that being said, you've heard him on episodes like the house parties, of course, all, all, every single one of them. Um, you've heard him on the weekends trilogy. Um, you're also going to be hearing on him on the beg for mercy by G Yoon album. Um, that'll be released soon and then for this one as well um so my brother um who also just got a house and now he's renovating he's a very busy man so thank you for your time today um mr ali sukru the less toxic of the two of us can you please um give us uh uh basically a little a little teaser alert a little little you know a statement for your five uh songs here today from your album yeah. Um, so thanks again for having me on the show. I always appreciate being on here. Just like mixing it up, chopping it up with you. It's always fun uh, seeing your opinion on the same music that I like. So it's always a good time. Um, as far as my list goes, my top five list for this album. Um, I wouldn't say I had a hard time picking the five songs. Mm-hmm. I think my, my thing was the more I listened to the album, the more I changed the order of the five songs that I picked. Okay. Interesting. Um, And, and like, I really, I really tried to like dig deep into the song because I I had it. I listened to it um, just with my AirPods on Mm -hmm. to see like the vibe that I got off of it. And I could see what you were saying when you said like, this is kind of like a more mellow, like a sadder kind of vibe to the album. Um, But then I also listened to it in the car Mm -hmm. just to see. And then when I listened to it in the car, I realized like, I kind of like this song better than the other ones because mm-hmm. it might be a little bit more upbeat or there might be a little bit more of like an instrument that I a sound that I like in it more. So I try to listen to the lyrics too. I like uh, on Spotify, I always click the lyrics at the bottom and just scroll through as they're going through it. So I like to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think I'm, I'm, I'm in, like, how should I put this? I'm intrigued to see like what five songs you picked okay um compared to the five that i picked because i feel like i have no idea this is one album that i'm not that i wasn't too familiar with yeah so for me to pick five songs it wasn't it wasn't as easy as like the next album we're gonna do for me i mean i can pick out of the next album like which songs i think you'll pick but (laughs) i have no clue what i think you could pick it'll be interesting to see no, for sure, for sure. Um, I agree with you. Like, um, I think we're in the same tandem. Even though, like I said, let's do this album. It's one of those albums I don't have much. I didn't have much time with yet, um, mm-hmm. as I just listened to it a lot this year and re- discovered this artist more so this year. Like I've heard of Brent Fias. Like I heard of him through, um, what's that song? Uh, Crew, but and then some other like big uh, features as well. But I mean, like. And singles, and he's not known for his albums, right? And um, I think no. it has, has his other moniker, uh, Sondra, like his actual other like artist, his group 
Sonder mm-hmm. um, has a, has the same type of tone too. So like I've heard a few songs through like SoundCloud and shit like that, but I've never actually sat down and digested a whole album like this. And uh, uh, yeah, it'll be very. Uh, this is one of those albums that you and I, I don't think that we'll be able to guess which ones, no. uh, which ones we'll have or any overlaps. Um, but also for me, um, my teaser statement is. Um, I guess there's one song on here that everyone knows on the list. And then also everything else is just more so it was hard because like this whole album had very similar vibes through each song. And there was like, no, like, unlike his newest album, Wasteland, there was like no features. There's no, there's no upbeat tempo, like the Philly, uh, Philly, I guess, bass that were, whatever they're doing out there, like the big, that big song, um, but I mean, it's uh, it, it was a vibe for sure, and uh, definitely, I'm very also interested to see what what your album, or what your list is gonna be, and what the reasoning behind it is, because um, there's my my reasonings are gonna be much different from yours for sure. <laughs> um, but with that being said, let's let's uh, without further ado, let's let's hi- head on to the album here. Um, number one to twenty-five, of course, random number generator. You get to choose a number, and I get to pick one. Whoever lands on the closest gets to go first or second. Um, please choose a number um, between one to twenty-five. We'll go with three. We'll go with three. Okay, I'm going with number twenty-three because that's the number that you had in your head. So, um, right now we're sitting at number eight. We're gonna spin in three, two. Perfect. Um, it's on number 19. Thank goodness. <laughs> Cause I can get my sad shit out of the way here um, as soon as possible. Then I can go talk to someone after. Um, with that being said here, my number five song, again, I think like you, it was, it was tough for me to move some things around. Um, I knew like my number one song, but like my number four to like number, uh, my three honorable mentions, it was like, and this album was a short album. Let's just like let, let's not get that mess. Like it's twelve twelve songs yeah. only, so like it was very hard for me to like figure out which ones which. I knew the exact ones I didn't want on there, but I knew the ones that were on there. I was like, uh, yeah, this one's gonna be tough. And there were some interludes on here too. So, with that being said, my number five song here. I'm actually gonna play two clips because okay. um, this song really resonated for me. Um, in terms of the message that I came out with, that's why the second clip is going to be there. But the number one, uh, but the first clip was very, um, it showed his life per se. And, and mm. you can hear more so, um, his struggles in this. So, um, this number one, uh, number five on my list here is, uh, for first world problems and nobody cares. Um, I guess two songs in one, whatever you want to call it. So. Oh, 
Now I'm gonna play the second clip here. Motherfucking bands or beam man, designer sneakers. Ain't no motherfucking dreamers. Shit is deeper than Neiman. Marcus, so your Hollywood starters. Underneath this nigga starving, impoverished. People don't give no fucks, nigga. Trump don't give a fuck. Your niggas don't give a fuck. Your favorite artists don't give a motherfucking fuck. Do you give a fuck, nigga? Ooh, that shit heavy. Um, yeah, I mean, the title says itself. First world problems. And then that little monologue right there, I guess, is out to everyone, right? Like, and to himself as well. Um, that that was a first song of the transition of the two tracks in a single track. Nobody cares, and um, it's it's quite interesting to hear the struggles that he has of, you know, trying to live in a society where everything's so materialistic. It sounds like um, trying to meet up to that expectation to have all these designer goods, all these, like, uh, gold and shit like that, but not be content with what you have alone, right? And then it transitions, which is, I think that's, this track, I have to give it to him, because I think this is one of those tracks that he kind of split into two, but instead he just made it into one track, because it kind of fits the thematic of what he was going for, the message that he's putting out. And from what I was hearing was, you know, like, People don't give a fuck. Trump doesn't give a fuck. Do you give a fuck? You know what I mean? Your label doesn't give a fuck. Like, if you don't give a... Hmm? Why care? Yeah, why care? Exactly. Exactly. So if you don't care, then no one's going to care for you anyways, right? So um, it's that. It's that. um, You have to think in a deeper level, uh, find a deeper meaning, a purpose in what you're doing. Right, and and that's what he was portraying because all this material shit doesn't matter in the doesn't matter at the end of the day. Um, damn, you really people really thought that this this uh, this uh, episode wasn't gonna be what it was, but it's real. <laughs> this 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 Keep fucking here. album is real, man. Holy shit! Um, and that's why I think when I was trying to find this vinyl for this album, it, it's 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 there is none. Like it, it's just it's sold out. Because it's just one of those rare ones that, like, it just, how do you say, it, it proceeds, like, it, it just hits home for a lot of people, you know what I mean? So, um, and we all live through that, like, the, the social construct of having a, uh, having a home, um, you know, having a pick a white fence, the American dream, per se, right? And, and not everyone has to do that, um, sadly to say, so... Um, but you know, pressure, social pressure comes into play and that's, uh, that's very devastating, but it is what it is. And, um, I hope everyone finds their own purpose out there, including myself. I'm trying to work on that too. So, um, moving on to the next one. Um, this is the track that besides from that interlude there was an interlude on here uh, i'm not gonna say which one um because i'll spoil this song but besides from the interlude um this is one of the very first tracks on this album where i was like oh this is where it, it, it like it, it kind of 
like reels you in and i'm like oh shit like this is gonna be a good album and i hope it continues and it did uh for the most part um and uh this one it's just the vibes for it. It's um, it's it's the realness that came with the song that I really do appreciate. That kind of um, he kind of sinks in more and kind of um becomes more vulnerable in revealing what he 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 went through. He, he dealt with growing up and his struggle becoming an artist, right? Um, surviving in I'm not gonna spoil, but in a city that's named in this album too. Um, but uh this song right here is uh my number four song on this list it's gang over love i was celebrating but i was always focused i waste no time Never calling my name. I used to walk to work every day. Me and my dog. Back in the night, I came out alright. All the homies, we can move the same way. And I swear ain't nothing change. Got a little bit of change in my pocket, but I maintain. We were young and in this world, chasing dreams and girls. Running from our problems, I know that we older now, but that's what we remember we were young, young and dumb. Some niggas in a rush. I remember we were young, young and dumb. Do you remember that song on American Teen uh, or American, yeah, American Teen by Khalid, Young, oh, yeah. Dumb, and Broke? Yeah, yeah, because he says we were young and yeah. dumb. Yeah. So, so the the message is kind of the same, but like protruded in two different ways, right? Um, when I was listening to the song, I was like, okay, but for the Gang Over Love, like it's like you and your boys, like looking back, you're like, wow, we were stupid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we did some stupid shit growing up, and um, and kind of reminiscing on days where you had nothing, right? And um, now you are smarter with what you're doing with the money, with the um, decisions that you make, just not just purely financially right it's just everything mm-hmm. else right and and it's like while well, we're, we're still together like as a crew like there's a gang over love right sort of deal so um that's what i got at least yeah. um, but that that was the that was the that was a track that reeled me in i mean besides from home the very first like hey chris hey chris like that interlude yeah. bro like um besides that i was like oh shit like this is this is rough like this is like this man got it tough um but yeah um that got me in real quick but next song here i'm just gonna say this it's the most basic one um and uh i think this is the the love the love story one the one that's like the the typical love song the typical wooing song of for every r&b artist so um this is uh talk to you by uh, brent Fias. Say the same damn thing. That niggas paying top dollar at a holler. Talking about that pretty brown frame. And I don't mean the Impala. This is just our dollar. Go on about your business. You must be religious. 
game high <laughs> that's what you saying like everyone's risk games the same i want to be different i want to get like a girl in a different way right and um i mean that, that's 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 what it is it's a typical love song i think this is the one where like the, the i think the main reason why this one really got the most mainstream exposure mm-hmm. is because i mean it it's it's about love, so a lot of people could, you know, could 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 uh, I guess relate more to it yeah. than to struggles of being poor or surviving in in big cities as an artist and shit like that, right? So, um, can I just throw this out there? Does that not sound like an Usher song? Like to me, I just I hear Usher on that. Yeah, yeah. Instrumental. It's reminding me of an Usher song. I just don't know which one, but there's a very like distinct sound to you it. Know what it is? You make me want to leave the one I'm with. Start a relationship with you. Because it has a guitar strums and the acoustics. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Right. But also, if you if you listen to this, to this track, the way it was built is definitely a mainstream song. Even the hook. Mm-hmm. There's like a bridge. It's definitely a mainstream R&B song. It's none other like the other songs that was on this album that was built, right? Like well, I think other... he needed he needed at least one song on this album that he could use oh, to promote, true. right? I mean, I don't remember when this album came out being it pop, being a popular album uh-huh. when it came out. But now when we look back on it, we're like, okay, well, it was clearly one that wasn't that was missed. Like we didn't give enough recognition to it. Yeah, yeah, of course, and and um and that's the that's the thing, right? And um. I feel like uh, Crew was his exposure, but this was like, okay, Crew's not on this album, so what are you going to bring out for us? You know? Um, for me, it's the song Poison. Oh, Poison. Okay. That's, that's where I first heard Brent. Okay. okay. That's the second, our second, second album, I believe. Uh, Fuck the World, right? Is it? That's yeah. the album's great. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, let's see here. My next song here, um, we'll just keep it simple. It's named after a city. <laughs> um, I mean, that kind of gives out what where he was living, um, the struggles that he had, that he had. I love this song so much. Um, the reason why I have it so high is because of the visuals he gives you, the mm-hmm. the, the kind of storytelling that he has, and that's something so underrated about Brent Fias that I really appreciate about this album. Is like he's telling you like what he sees, what he's been through in, in the city and um everything that you know that that that's kinda of crooked about the city that no one really sees. And um it's just his own experiences that he puts pen to paper sort of deal. And um it, it's great. It's um it's it's one of his more visual works. So it gave me like it gave me big the weekend vibes from after hours mm-hmm. where he was like talking about like certain um cities that he went to or certain like um 
like flashing lights and shit like that, right? Like uh, cocaine and shit. So this is very similar in that sense. So um, this is LA, my uh, second track on my list. Again, you see that predicament that he has. He's like, I'm struggling with no money in my pocket, but yet I'm still fly as fuck. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm starving as shit right now, right? And the thing is, like, it, it's a life of a starving artist. It's a life of anyone who's trying to make it out to the big city, trying to make it out from their own town, right? And I think that's the thing. Like, he, in that hook right, in that hook right there, he was like, um, like, all this right now is better than being broke at home. Like I'd rather be broke in a bigger city where there's opportunities. Right. And that's a big struggle for a lot of people too. In this, in today's society, you know what I mean? Like we're all trying to make it out to the big cities, but sometimes it's just un- like not affordable. But at the same time you look back, you're like, wow, it's not affordable to live at home either. So what pick your poison in a chance, in a sense. Yeah. Right? But I mean that you could play the devil's advocate say, uh, what is it they say? The devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I mean, like, you take that chance, but without risk, there's no reward. So exactly, there's no progression. So that's yeah. all it is. My number one song here is. Before I let you off. Make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about. Hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let's be your top five of the day. And, and, and this is very funny for me to say because I think this is the most musically, the most slowed, but also the most sad tone, a somber tone, I guess, of all of it. And it's very dredge. There's a very sense of like uneasiness, dredge behind it. And, and you know, you know, for listeners at home, and especially for my brother right here, he knows that I love my eerie shit. Uh, mm-hmm. when it comes to music the production and this is one of those where i'm like the production the vocals it all killed it for me um and it's just that like it's so like it it put me in a trance i'm like oh my god what the heck and this is like basically almost smack down in the middle of the album um 
this is my number one song from this album. And if you're not listening to this, then you're uh, missing out. I think what did it for me was the that that verse right there. I'm like, holy fuck! And then just that 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 little bass, you like, it's like silent with like the little, and then you all hear doom 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 doom, and you're like, oh <laughs> shit! That 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 sound is that that uh, that's from Kanye's eight hundred eight. That's 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 Edwards in Paris. <laughs> that too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the song. Yeah. 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 That's what I hear at least. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That production. I was like, oh my God. And then the whole, like, just, just the slowness of the song. And then also him just, just when he pulls that voice up and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I either feel like bawling or I feel like just sitting here, <laughs> just like, I'm just like, oh my God, I wish I was either bawling, just chilling here with the song for a while, or smoking up some weed. And I'm like, oh my god, this is this is tough. It's a tough one to swallow, this one, but it was good. It was good. But you have to be in a certain mindset for this, for this track, for sure. But, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but um, So that's my list. Ali, take it away with your list. And I hope to god it's not the same. If it is, that's hella creepy. <laughs> well, as soon as you started your list, yeah, I was, I was obviously I'm like, okay, I wonder what songs you're gonna put on it, right? Yeah. So your number five is actually the same as mine. Oh shit! <laughs> so I have first world problems as my first part or first song, um, but I didn't. So to be fair, though, I didn't closely listen to Nobody Cares. Mm. I liked the beginning, and then when he started talking, I was like. As it says, nobody cares. I was like, ah, he's talking. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I know it sounds mean, but he just proved my point with that. And then when you played it and I was listening to it while you were playing it, I'm like, yeah. okay, hold up. I guess I should have actually listened to the whole thing. But <laughs> when I get new, when I get a new album that I haven't listened to in a long time or like there's mm-hmm. songs down there that I'm not familiar with, mm-hmm. I usually just hit play, skip to like, 30 seconds and see how it sounds. And then be like, eh, am I vibing with it or no? No. Okay. Skip. 
and I'll go through, and then later on, after yeah. I've gone through everything, I make like a quick list, okay. like a quick rundown of the songs that I like, and yeah. then I'll go through and actually listen to the majority of the song. But when they're talking, <laughs> I rarely will give it a chance. And now I'm now I'm guessing I should I should give it a chance. So yeah, my first song is also First World Problems. I'll just play a quick clip of the part that I chose to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like this part of the song, so let's play this here. Also, like, like when I look at the lyrics here, it's like we keep on trying, but we'll end up lying. We'll end up dying. Mm. Like, why do we keep on trying? Mm. Mm. You know, like, what's the point? Mm. Just like you said, nobody cares, right? So it yeah. fits hand in hand with yep. what you have. Um, so that was my number five. My number four was also another song that was on your list. And originally, I really liked this song. But then after I started listening to the album more, this is where I started changing my order of songs. Um, and this one, I really liked at first, but then then I was like, ah, there's other songs that I like more, so I'm going to change it on my list. But this song is called L.A. Um, and every time I hear the song, like the title L.A., I think of Ty Dolla's sign L.A. with, I think, Randy was on that track. You showed me that all the time. It's like the intro with Kendrick Lamar too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just think of that, but like, um, I really like this track just because, like you said, the meaning behind it is good. I like the beat. So I was I, with this album. I found that I really liked most of the beats on there mm-hmm. uh, with the instruments, and I like the guitar sound that he has. So, not to give away anything else for future songs that I have on my list, but um, I really like the song "LA." I'll just play a quick part of it because, as I said, you've already played this song, so we don't need to repeat ourselves. But I'll get to the part I like. And I feel like it's similar to the part you picked because of the lyrics and where the beat is. Uh huh. I could keep playing it, but we know what's going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, that's a track that I feel like can constantly be moved on my list, uh-huh. depending on my mood. Um, but I vibe with it a lot. I just like how, and I like how it like progresses. The, uh-huh. the progresses so I'm a big fan of that track. Um, my next one was one that you didn't have on your list. Um, and this one was All I Want. Okay. The last, uh, last track the last was it? Track. The last track, yeah. I just, I don't know. I think, like when I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is a good way to end the album. It's mm-hmm. kind of, it kind of has like a little bit of an upper upbeat to it, and 
if I'm not mistaken, this is the one where he kind of reminds me of the next artist because of his falsetto. Um, mm. Got like that Justin Timberlake, that Robin Thicke kind of sound to him. I always compare JT and Robin Thicke just for their voices, not their talents. Or there. what the fact that they're both R&B artists that are white. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't say it. I don't mind. But no, I just I feel like Robin Thicke's kind of like a copy of JT that didn't work out as well. So um, this is the track All I Want. I'll just play a quick part of the track that I really like, which is the part that he sounds like he's uh, trying to be like Justin Timberlake or Robin Thicke with his falsetto sound. I like the beat there, mm. and um, it's more of a, like a happier vibe than mm. the rest of the album. He's talking about how he like wants the lady beside him, and how he mm-hmm. looks so beautiful, and he cares so much. So maybe I just, I guess that resonated with me and my fiance. <laughs> I like the track a lot. Um, so that was my number three track. My number two track. Um, this one. It kind of just reminded me of like, like a high school vibe a little bit. Like when you, like there's someone in your class, like a girl in your class that like isn't that popular, but like they're still like a great person. They just give off a good vibe. So, you know, you're just going to, and then he's talking about how like at the end, he's like, I'm going to burn one for you. Like it just, I really like this interlude. And I like the way that it goes into first world problems, just like the, like it, they don't, they don't match each other. Cause like the, the, the story behind it, but I just like the way that it flows. It's the iron, it's the irony, right? Because it's like, it's like you have that problem of the girl, but then it, it, it like the contrast between that and then the problems you actually have are like, <laughs> it's in the same boat for him kind of. Right. But it's, it's two different problems, but from the outside perspective, you're like, how is that even a problem? Like that shouldn't be a problem, right? Compared to everything else in the next track. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because like, you don't know what kind of vibe you're getting into when you listen to the album. Right. Um, so I'll play this part. I really enjoy this part of this track and it's literally like near the end of the track. So. Why do I feel like that track should be longer? 
Like I know it's an interlude, but I just feel like there's more to it that's missing. Yeah. Like it makes me want more. That's what it is, that track. Um, so I really like that one. And then this is where I realized like we have the same taste in music. I'm yes. telling you. <laughs> My number one is missing out. No lie. Like, I have it written here. Like, top tracks. Number one. I even have the timestamp there. Like, I don't want to go at home being like, oh, he just copied his list. No, I'm legit. Like, you know what's crazy? Because when I was playing that, that was the only song you were actually singing to. And I was like, hold, hold the motherfucking phone up. <laughs> just give me a second here. Is this going to be his number one? Like, holy shit. So here's here's why this one became a number one. Um, I liked the story, like like the idea of like missing out, right? Um, and like how he's saying, like, I don't got any drinks for drinking, like weed for smoking, and like you're missing out if you're not if you're not going to spend the weekend with me because I got nothing to do, right? Like I give you all my attention. Um, but the thing was, I found myself today in the car when I was driving. Um, Ashley wasn't with me because I had to drop her off at her parents' house. Um, so I was driving home in the car and I was listening to this album and, it, and this, and I really liked this song. So I just played it. And after the song ended, I actually turned off the, 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 the music. Like I turned it off completely and I just started vibing with it myself. Like I could hear myself singing it. Cause that's how much I really enjoyed this track. And then that's when I'm like, okay, this is my number one. Cause originally this wasn't my number one. Um, but then, so, but then, no, but then knowing you, when I went through, when did, uh, I think, I don't know if I released it yet. Uh, teaser alert. I don't know if I'm going to release this yet or the 0506 one, but when I played Coldplay, um, I think Fix You, you're, you started sleeping and I was like, hold up. Misannounced <laughs> the slowest fucking goddamn song on this album. How is this really? guy like vibing with this shit? I think it's just, it's, I don't know. A cold play is not R and B for me. <laughs> it's a different slow. It's a different. Yo, for the people at home, if you didn't see what he did, he just swerved his head. He's like, it's not R and B though. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out Coldplay. I love Coldplay. Great. No, you don't. That's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do. I do like Coldplay. I went to a stage where I was really into um, Vita La Vida or whatever their album was. That's called. like their biggest songs. <laughs> no, the album though, and they had like Rihanna on the one track. So I do. I knew no. I know Coldplay. Don't get me wrong. I had a friend in high school who's a big Coldplay fan. Mm. Anyways, let's get to missing out because um, I don't want people missing out, like you said. <laughs> I don't have much to play for this track because I mean it's the same. It's mm. the same part that I want to play. Mm. Part we're talking about. So I'll just quickly play a little bit of it, just in case people missed it and they want to hear it again or <laughs> they want to vibe out again because it's that good of a track. This is my favorite track on the album, obviously. So. Just got 
If it's me, this is the last track on the album. Ooh, because of the little... This is the way that it, like, fades out. Yeah. And, and, like, I don't know if he means it sexually or what he means, but he says, I just got off. You know, <laughs> like, at the end. That's no. it. Just let it go. Yeah. Let the let the track fade out. Let it play. That's the song I would have ended the album with. Yeah, I love I love missing out because you're right. It has like that like it's one of the slower tracks and like once you're tranced by it and there's that little like fade out with like silence for like three seconds on that's on purpose too. It lingers <laughs> like it just stays and you're like, and that's why I said like I turned the I turned the music off in the car and I just started vibing to it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I don't know that. So that that's my list. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, any honorable mentions for yourself from this album? Three songs. Okay. That I really like. Let's see. Let's see if it matches. <laughs> well, I had talked to you. I had Gang Over Love, okay. and the other one was Home. Home. Oh, the intro. The intro. It took it took time for it to start, but I was intrigued, right? Because the first track. And he's like, his mom's like, what are you doing? Like, you go to school. How are you getting F's? Like, yeah. this makes no sense, right? And, like, that kind of just reminded me of my childhood. Not to say I got F's, but, like, when I got, like, a grade that wasn't as good as it should be. I was like, what are you doing? Like, don't you go to school every day? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it was, like, reminiscent of that. Um, so I really liked that track. Those were the three that I really liked. Yeah. Um, I had I had two. Per se. I had to cut one down because I was like, wait, why is this on the next card? Anyways, I had two. Um, home, for sure. Um, the same, exact same reason as you. <laughs> it's just like, damn, the trauma, bro. Like, shit. Right? <laughs> um, so that was like, damn, man, it's so relatable. I'm like, and then, and then, of course, when Gang Over Love came in, I was like, okay, that that's just the one that like slowly reeled me in. Um, and then Needed, the second last track on the album. Um, I actually enjoyed that one quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, that that one was a bit different for me um, than the other ones. That's why it kind of stood out. But um, my next question here for you, No Scrubs track. TLC, late 90s, <laughs> early 2000 made a song called No Scrubs. Of course, you know, they don't want anyone who's a man that doesn't have a car or can't pay his own <laughs> bills and la di da 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 Cut off all of life because it'll be better. What's a song from this album that you'd cut off that would be better for you? Or you didn't mind if it wasn't on there? I wouldn't say I'd cut them out because they, like, flow with the album. Not necessarily cut them out. Just tracks that, like, I'm like, eh, they're okay. I expected more from the actual self-titled track of the album, like Sunderson. Oh, Yeah. Because, yeah. like, I mean, usually when you name an album after one of your songs, that song better be a good one on the album. <laughs> but it's an interlude. That's the fucked up part. Yeah, and it didn't hit. Like, it didn't hit. Um, I didn't really like So Far Gone. I think it was, like, a two-part track. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like that one. I, mean, I think, okay. I think we've, talked, we've talked about this so many times, but, like, when you listen to an album... It starts off strong, right? And then it slowly, like, near the end, it starts to fade off. And that's what I saw here. It was like, okay, the last, like, two, not last, you like the song Needed. I don't mind that one. 
but like Saunderson and so far gone fast like blues like that just kind of that's where it was like okay the album is dropping and then needed kind of picked it back up and then I liked all I want but I agree because gang over from gang over love to talk to you right before Saunderson was like the 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 like the bulk like it was like yo <laughs> like shit it's all, it all good there yeah like no skip like I was like oh my god <laughs> um for me it's funny as I just said that I think the one track that I'd actually take out I mean gun to head every song has a purpose mm-hmm. so I wouldn't cut anything out but the problem is that every song sounded very similar tone, very similar verbiage, very similar um, vibe. And uh, mm-hmm. some were a bit boring for me. And the one that I would cut out if gun to head was uh, stay down. Yeah. Um, that was just like the hook wasn't catchy uh, as much as I hoped it was. The flow was okay. Um, I like the falsetto. Don't get me wrong. When he hits the stay down, right? Um, yeah, it's nice, but I, I, Put it like I, I get it. It was in the middle, but like right before Ellie and talked to you. But at the same time, it's like, well, if it was anything after Saunderson, it would have been forgot. Like, wait, forgotten. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Maybe he on purpose. He chunked it between <laughs> his worst song. <laughs> okay, my next question for you here: uh, underrated and overrated question. Uh, tracks of this album here um what's an underrated song for you from this album or songs to be honest i feel like i don't know many of the songs like i hadn't heard many of these songs Mm -hmm. prior to you bringing it up like i've listened to this album but not thoroughly like Mm -hmm. i did for this podcast so i think um I, i i don't know if any of the songs are underrated or overrated because I feel like they don't have that much recognition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, um, it's just when I look at like Spotify, I like to see like when I click on the artist's name, I like to see the top what, song. His, what his most popular five songs are. And none of them from this album are there. Mm. So in that case, I'm like, okay, well, why? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. Is it because they're not, they're underrated or is it just, his other, songs, his other songs are more popular that are more or usually what ends up happening is if an artist has a new album those songs will be in the most popular one because they're the ones being played more recently which in this case two of them are like Jackie Brown and All Mine are there mm. they're off of uh, Wasteland mm. right so I don't know if any of his tracks are on this album are underrated I wouldn't say I, and I wouldn't say any of them are overrated, but obviously I'd have to look at, because I know we've done this before, where we look at um, the amount of plays. So if I'm looking at the amount of plays just don't by do going it. on. Don't do it. Don't do it? Okay, okay. All right. Because we got that. We got that next, remember. <laughs> okay. Well, I know I, I'm guessing because you said the most popular song was, because you said on your top five, there's one song that's the most popular. I think that's, I think it's talk to you, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. So, um, perfect segue. I'll, I'll flip it. I actually overrated. Talk to you. Um, you oh. look at the top five tracks on 
when you look, uh, search up the artists, you look at the top five tracks that's featured. I look at the This Is Brent Fias playlist. What's oh, okay. on that? And talk to you is like near the top. So, um, or like it's featured on there. And, and um, it is one of the bigger tracks. When I heard this track, talk to you, I was like, I've heard this song before. Mm. So I don't know from where, but I've heard it before. And it's not, it's not, it's not the, um, the, uh, the, the Usher, uh, kind of similarity that you, you mentioned. Okay. I think it was just one of those songs where I'm like, I heard this before. It was a prototypical, uh, R&B playlist somewhere that played the song, right? And, um, it was a prototypical R&B track. And the problem is that this album is so early in his career, um, that, like, you're right. Like, it's either, the recency bias comes into play for other albums or is just this album is, you know, not well known, uh, sadly to say, because it's so old, early in his career. Um, it's early and like, I feel like it didn't hit. No. That's the problem. No. Like Uh, there's certain artists. It's not not toxic. It's not toxic enough. No, like there's certain artists, like the first album is like their best album. They'll never do anything better than that. Right. Yeah. With this, with this album, I mean, easy. Like, if 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 I name off a couple right off the top of my head, um, a few of the current modern R and B artists: Bryson Tiller, Trap Soul. Mm-hmm. That never thing, anything's gonna top that. Daniel Caesar's Freudian. Nothing's gonna top that. Scissors Control. I mean, SOS is overbloated, so that's not gonna top what Control was released. Out. You know what I mean? Like, just three of the biggest R and B artists today. Mm-hmm. You're right. right. So, um, flip the script though. Underrated for me is LA First World Problems slash Nobody Cares and Home. Not because of the track itself, but as I mentioned before, the storytelling of those three songs is unreal. Um, I feel like, personally, I feel like this is going to be a hot take. Um, he's the J. Cole of uh, R&B in terms of storytelling. I don't, I haven't heard uh, R&B. R&B artist besides from The Weeknd who's really good at storytelling as he is. Like, his stories are very unique. It's very in-depth. It's very, like, you can feel the pain the emotions that's in it. And also, like, you're just living through his life, you know, vicariously in a sense when you're listening to his shit. Mm-hmm. Um, from this album, at least. I, I don't li- I haven't listened to the other ones as much but from this one, at least, right? So I'd, I'd also argue that um, there, like, I think it was the track. What track was it? I think it was LA, where he kind of changes it and it sounds like he's rapping mm. rather than singing. Yeah, I argue that like he could be a good rapper because exactly. he had like his vocals, and it kind of reminds me of like the weekend in that sense. Mm. Mm. Right? Like the weekend could be. There's moments where like you're like, oh, he could be a rapper too. Like when we did the weekend podcast. Um, I think it was the House of Balloons class table. No, no, it was the North versus South podcast. And then you chose North. And then you're like, the one track that I had on there was Glass Table because he's the, <laughs> you have to have The Weeknd on there. But that was the only, one of the only songs that's well known that had rapping in it. I had a rap, exactly. So I don't know. I guess that's that's where I see that from. Yeah, I can see, I can see the 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 um, I guess the parallel there. So, mm-hmm. um, moving on to the game here. Um, uh, Slappers versus Crappers. Top three songs streamed on Spotify versus bottom three songs streamed on Spotify. 
what do you what's your take here? Three, two, uh, just go order it from one, two, and three. From so, top, yep. I think it's talk to you. As one, okay. Is the top song? Um, I feel like I. So I'm just going off the whole idea of songs that are closer to <laughs> the beginning of the album. I okay. feel like are going to be the ones that are going to be more played. Although Talk to You is near, is like the middle of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like Gang Over Love is probably a popular one. Okay. So I'll put that number two. Um, and then maybe First World Problems? I don't, I don't know. Bottom three, though? Mm. One, two, three. I feel like Needed is the bottom like the the most least one. Okay. And then so far gone with Fast Life Blues. It would be like the second one up. And then I feel like home might be just because it's an intro. Mm-hmm. Many talks. I feel like it's not one that people would listen to. Hey y'all. As you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors, but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account, at ByDylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroupPad, for the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug, and right before we get back to the program. Now, go check them out, and we'll be right back. Okay. You are so close on the first one. You got the first two correct, Talk To You, and okay. Gang Over Love is one and two. So um, talk To You is the most played. Yep. 91, uh, 91.3 mil, and then uh, Gang Over Love a bit over 83 mil. The third track, however, is actually First World Problems and Nobody Cares. Is that not what I said? No, that you said that was going to be the bomb three. Did I say First World oh, Problems? Oh, sorry, sorry. Not not First World Problems. My bad. Uh, Stay Down. Sorry, it's number three. Oh, okay. Which yeah. is one of the tracks that we were kind of like, eh. Yeah, 37 mil. So, And then the bomb three, you were actually close on this one too, but the order was off. And needed wasn't on there, so. Uh, okay. But the the top track, the bottom least stream song is "Home" with eight mil, and then uh, "All I Want," the very last track with eleven point uh, eight mil, hmm. and then uh, "Sun or Sun," <laughs> the title track. Um, this is an interlude. Yeah, I mean, even though "Burn One" is also an interlude, but the "Sun or Sun" interludes the worst of the two interludes. Let's let's. Agree that, that no, I agree with that. Um, but 
it's funny though because I look on this and like um LA and missing out is like almost like four and five bottom least stream songs. Mm. It's crazy. Guess people have a different view than we do. Hey, whatever. Yeah, different vibe. Different strokes for different folks. <laughs> um anyways, moving on to the last two questions. Uh this is a two part for each question. First question here, uh, most controversial classic album. Is it a classic album within Brent Fies's discography and then within the R&B scene? Uh, no and no. <laughs> Why not in his disco- his own discography? Please. He only has three albums. So he you can't more. say it's a classic from his own album? He needs more. His his catalog is too limited it, right now. I need more from him. Mm, mm, mm. Um, the album doesn't like. I like the album. Mm, mm. Is it one that I would go out of my way to get? No. Okay, interesting. Out of his three albums, is it one that I would go to out of my own? Is it the one that I would pick? Mm. No. Mm. But then let's just say this. Bryson Tiller's Trap Soul versus Anniversary. Two albums. Mm-hmm. Is Trap Soul a classic within his discography? Trap Soul's a classic overall. <laughs> is it within the discography? See? Now we're getting twisted. Fair enough. Maybe I have a bias towards Bryson Tiller. Or even SZA or even Daniel Caesar, right? It's like, I think for me, I'm going to say no and no too because this song, this album isn't there yet mm-hmm. it's not there you know what i mean it's just like oh it's another he's hungry. he's hungry on it you can hear it but it's just there's something missing there is and i don't think it's i think it's also the lack of mainstream mm-hmm. exposure but also it hasn't shaken the r&b scene as much as the other three first debut albums as we mentioned earlier with Freudian um, Control and Trap Soul. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And Brent Fias is a great feature. Don't get me wrong. He's a great R&B artist. There's a strong cult following, but his albums are just eh. I feel like if you were to take a Brent song, okay, and you were to play it for someone that didn't know R&B music that well, or they did, but they only listened to like mainstream. They might know the song, but they wouldn't know who it is. Mm, mm. If you played a Bryson Tiller song mm. for someone who knows mainstream, mm. I think they'd be able to tell you that this is Bryson Tiller. For sure. Same with SZA and Daniel SZA, as well. Yeah. You'd get, you'd get people that would be like, okay, I know, I know this song and I know who it is. Brent's most popular song, I think is the one that was on TikTok for a while. Oh. People were using it. Um, Walking Dead, I think it was called. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and before that was definitely Crew for the longest time. Yeah, That's but a- is that is that a Brent song? Mm-hmm. That's a feature. Shout out, shout out my boy Gold Link. Not many <laughs> people listen to Gold Link. I'm telling you, his old stuff is good. Mm. His old stuff is old stuff is vibey. It's vibey. It's wavy. It's wavy. <laughs> um, last question here, two parter as well. Rank this album out of a hundred. 
compared to his other albums and then also com- as an album as a whole? Uh, compared to his other albums? Like a 60 out of 100? Okay. I I don't listen to a lot of Brent, I'll be honest. I listen to his features more mm-hmm. than I do to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I look at his albums, like his Fuck the World album, mm. that's a good album that has yeah. a lot of tracks on there that I really like. And I tried to give Wasteland as much of my attention as I could. I just could not... Yeah. I couldn't get into it. Like there was like maybe four or five songs that I really like, but yeah, like, I mean, Wasteland would be lower than this in my mm. opinion, mm. but mm. Felt the World is the one that I would put mm. my number one album of his. Okay. So I give this a 60 maybe, um, as a whole album, as a whole 70. Okay. A bit higher. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> I like to be, like I don't I don't like to give albums like a really low rating unless like I can't listen to anything off of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I feel that. I, I really have to be like okay, there's not one track that I can vibe with. Mm-hmm. I was able to pick like 6 7 tracks off of this that I really did enjoy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm like okay, I'll add this to my playlist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um for me compared to his other albums I'm giving it a 73, just an average score, you know, just middle of the pack, middle of the tier, nothing crazy, nothing. And I agree with you. Wasteland, I feel like that was the most heavy, like, featured album, like, in terms of, Drake like, was on. and that song is ass. I'm sorry. And that song was garbage. Like, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it was so bad. I mean, and that's the thing, like, and, and Fuck the World and this album had no features at all. So, I mean... That's that's, and that's the thing, right? Like I think he was trying to pull some mainstream, you know. So he could get noticed more, but yeah. it didn't help. He no. did better without the features. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Right? Like if you were, if you, if you, and there's another thing to Brent. Like if you played the song "Crew" with Gold Link, and you asked someone like, "Who's the guy singing the chorus?" Do you think they're gonna know it's Brent? It, bro, at, at at first I thought that was Goldlink, <laughs> <laughs> and Brent Files was a rapper. I was like, "Yo, what?" I'm not I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him. He's got a great voice. He's a good artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just he hasn't blown up like no. the way that other artists have. No, he hasn't. Um, and then for as an album as a whole, I'm gonna give it a solid eighty one, eighty two. Um, I enjoyed this album. Mm-hmm. But I think it's one of those albums where I, yes, for me personally, I would buy it. But for me, it's just one of those albums where I'm like, I have to be in a certain mood to listen to it. Yeah. Certain mindset. I can't, it's it's a heavy listen. Like I can't, I can't listen to this again and again and again. And I'm not going to be like, okay, let's go listen to Son or Son. Like I'm going to be like, all right, let's pick out some of this, like seven or eight of these songs and toss them onto like a vibey, sad Right, time playlist depends on the mood. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there there's certain albums. I think if you're a music head, you'll understand this. There's certain albums that like you listen to during a certain mood. This is one of those. This isn't one of those where I'm like again the car and I'm like let me put on shuffle and see what comes up on this album. 
no, that ain't happening. Because even when I played this the first time in the car with Ashley, she was like, you're putting me to sleep. So can you change this, please? And I'm like, well, I need to listen to this album more. Like, I have a podcast. Like, I do with Tony. Like, I need to know these songs. And she's like, well, listen to it on your own time. <laughs> like, don't listen to it. <laughs> she's like, we're in the car. Play something that we can, like, drive to, please. Yeah. So Yeah, it's a solo thing. It's a solo thing for sure. Right? Put you in your feels. Put the headphones in. And, and it's... Jumping. <laughs> it's It's one of those albums where, like... It was very introspective. It was very deep. It was very real. And you're like, there's so much to digest. That's a hard listen for a regular person, let alone a music head. You know what I mean? So, so, let, me, so let me say this. Do you think, I'll throw, I'll throw a question at you. Do you think he should change the order of the way he released his album? Like the order of the release of his albums. If he released this later, as opposed to his first album, maybe it would have got better recognition. Because this is too deep as a first album, I think. I think he should release his mainstream. Everyone releases their mainstream album first, and right? Then they release their 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 album for themselves. But then, but then the question falls into like, was he able to get these artists his mainstream that early on in his career? Maybe it didn't take off for him. That's why he couldn't do that. Well, then have fuck the world as your first one. Great album. And then Saunderson oh, as the second. Album. Yeah. Saunderson as the second. Yeah. Or even Wasteland. Fuck it, man. If 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 Fuck the World did so well, get Wasteland and then go Saunderson third. Like Yeah, do your album do do the one that's more meaningful to you later. Like tangent side, but I'm pretty sure Travis Scott's Utopia is this one for himself. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Fair enough. Like great point. Change the order. Then the success might have been different, right? Just like um, what 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 do I usually say? Like have one for the label, one for the uh, one for the people, one for yourself, sort of deal, right? And mm-hmm. I feel like the one for the label was Wasteland, the one for the people was Fuck the World, and the one for himself was Saunderson. And the thing was like, yes, I do agree. You have to change the order of that, right? And um. And that would definitely have changed the success for this album for sure. And I think the the people who roll with Brent Fias, that strong cult following, the showed out, uh, showed, uh, sold out shows that he had in Toronto, um, you know what I mean? Like, those people roll with him since day one. They know these songs. Yeah. But they also vibe more with the newer ones, right? The bigger ones, like Jackie Brown, per se, from Wasteland. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or or um what was it uh rehab in in Paris or something like that on on uh fuck the world oh yeah yeah, yeah. um is it rehab in Paris I know what song fuck the world I'm walking direction rehab winter in Paris fuck the world summer in London and then been away I've been away been away yeah that that's that shit that shit's vibey bro. <laughs> He does. He has, and then he's got. Yeah, he has. He has some vibey tracks. But here, here's another thing, though. Too, I I'm gonna toss you another another question. Is this is this album way too one dimensional in terms of vibe, in terms of mood, and because like we we talked about so much already that you have to be in certain mood, certain mm-hmm. vibe to listen to this album. The other two, fuck the world, had a had a vast range of 
slow to a bit bouncier to a bit wavier and wasteland tried to do that but tried to do too much more and we yeah. had too many features on it so um do you think this was kind of shot himself in the foot in terms of because it was his first album because he thought he was okay with being this one-dimensional artist that could roll with the same sound for your first album, this is too emotional. It is too one-dimensional, I think. That's the issue. Like, you just... You you want something that's going to capture people. Yeah, the meaning behind the album, it's personable. It, there's times when you feel what he's saying in his lyrics. But it's... Yeah, like, it's just... it's. There's a couple tracks on there that veer from the main point of the album... It's not a concept album. It is very like, this is the message that I'm throwing out. I think you said this when we did the Beg for Mercy to you know, pod, where you're like, okay, I've heard enough of like, I'm going to shoot you. I'm going to kill you. I'm a gangster. That's <laughs> yeah. enough. You know? So it's like, okay, we get it. Like, you struggled. We all have our struggles. We all have things that we're going through. But yeah, maybe it's just too one dimensional for some people. That's mm-hmm. why I couldn't. It didn't blow up like they thought it would, maybe. Or do you think then, if he took this album, took a few of his like tracks that were more in depth, and then tossed it into like "Fuck the World" and tossed it into "Wasteland," do you think it would have had much better success than what it does now? Then being a standalone album where it's like. Again, like fuck, like RMI six hours tracks deep. I don't need to hear the shit anymore. We're, we're, we're through. Cut it. Maybe I mean, but then like then you then it makes you wonder like would it fit those albums, right? Because there's that whole idea of like you want an album that flows. Mm-hmm. This album it does flow. It's not that it doesn't. It's yeah. just it's very like it's very slow. It is. I need some, I need like maybe one or two tracks that kind of pick it up for me a little bit and then bring it back down. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Or sounds a bit different. I'm like, man, there isn't a single track on here that's like a beat that much. That's, not, that, that's, that's, that's why I was very surprised when you had Missing Now as your number one because I was like, this track's way too slow. I I don't know if he's going to have this on there. Don't get me wrong. I like slow tracks. There are tracks where I can definitely be like mellow and just zone out and vibe out to it. But I need I need something more from him. Do you like, think Missing Nut was like like snail slow? That's why we like put it up there. It was like much more like hit hit different <laughs> in a sense maybe i don't know it just it just felt it felt nice like when i was listening to it this morning that's where that's when i was like okay i'm putting this number one <laughs> this morning that wasn't number one that Fair wasn't enough. i actually first time listening to the album the first track that i really liked was la mm. that was my favorite track and i liked home mm. and home didn't make it onto my top five after yeah, yeah. So. fair enough Okay, let's wrap this shit up so we can hop onto the next pod and pick up the fucking pace, pick up the fucking mood a bit more. Uh, you know, this actually the sun's actually peeking out a bit, even though it was pouring. So this is a great, great, great sign here. But uh, before we go, uh, can you please recap your top five songs from Brent Fias's Thunder Sun, please? Yes, sir. So top five, I had uh, number five, First World Problems, number four, L.A., 
Number three, all I want. Number two, burn one. Number one, missing out. Perfect. Thank you very much. Uh, my number five was first world problems. Nobody cares. Uh, number four, gang over love. Number three, talk to you. Number two, LA. And number one, missing out. Um, for listeners at home, where can they find you, Ali? I know you're going to plug in like four other podcasts. So let me mute, uh, uh sorry, Instagram, um, channels here. So let me mute myself so they can hear you clearly. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so as always, I'll be plugging, um, my wife's art page I called her my wife soon to be, you know, um, it's Ashley A. Rosato. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y-A-R-O-S-S-A-T-O. That's the art page to follow. Um, she also has a gray hair page, which is gray.roots, but it's spelled G-R-E-Y period. R-O-O-T-S. So those are the two that you can follow her on. If you want to follow me, mine is just my first name, A-L-I, my last name, S-U-K-R-U-7. And we have a Hungry Hungry Foodies page. I'll throw that in there. It's just we're trying to pick it back up. It's just basically us trying different places, different restaurants. But Tony's really good at that. So just follow this podcast instead. I don't do that. <laughs> I just buy five different types of foods and try that shit out. I don't I don't post it on anything. <laughs> but no, thank you, man. Thank you for your time today and um I really appreciate that we um were able to have a good conversation and also had to uh, got to see how our lists either differentiated or were very similar in a sense um from this album that both of us didn't have enough or not a lot of time to digest or to breathe with us, um, especially from artists that we both don't listen to as much and also from an album that we just basically started this year. Um, me with six months to eight months more than you. But um, but thank you for your time. And, uh, yeah, before we go here, uh, for listeners at home, if you enjoyed this pod or have some thoughts, albums, or any of the topics you want us to list or de- uh, debate about, please hit us up at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com or at bbshopquintetpodcast on Instagram. Um, give us a five-star five review on Apple Pod. And uh, leave us a review anywhere, everywhere else. Um, and let us be your top five of the day. And uh, you better listen to this or you're missing out. All right. Cheers. <laughs>